0: Hey, greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Hear the Gear with Bark. Why, thank you, Bandrew, for leading me in there. It's Bark, I'm back. In case anyone didn't notice, uh, Bandrew does the intro, Bronson from Audio Hotline does the outro. It makes for a little little self-indulgence for me. I, I like those two guys a lot, so it makes me happy. Anyways... Welcome back to Hear the Gear. I've got a very special one for you today because this is one of those microphones that literally no one has talked about. I have not seen a single thing about this microphone until I stumbled upon it myself and that's kind of a travesty because in my experience CAD C A D makes really solid microphones. So I've got the CAD Podmaster Super D This is the XLR version of this microphone. It is an end address broadcast dynamic microphone. Now, real quick, straying off topic. One of the things I've heard over and over throughout my three years in audio and podcasting, which isn't a lot, just saying, that's how long I've been doing it, is a lot of folks don't understand the difference between a dynamic microphone and a broadcast dynamic microphone. Now this is not a factual statement, but I do believe based off of research that I have done, that the difference in the reason you could call something a broadcast dynamic microphone, bear with me, this is throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. But in my opinion, in my belief, a broadcast dynamic microphone is anything that has a capsule Larger than one inch in diagram or diaphragm, one inch or bigger, I guess I should say, because looking at the Electro Voice uh, RE20, RE320, uh, the High LPR40, uh, a lot of these microphones, and you know, just throwing microphones out by name. Don't quote me. One of them may not qualify for what I'm about to say, but typically a larger dynamic capsule is used in those microphones, and. If you've watched my YouTube channel, Obscure Mics, I actually took a Aokio AK-60 cheap condenser microphone, I tore it apart, and I added a large diaphragm dynamic capsule in. It was 35 millimeters, I believe, in width, which I believe comes in over an inch, but my my generic breakdown is if the capsule will not fit in the headbasket of a handheld dynamic microphone, the ball area of that. That's what she said. Oh God, I'm terrible. If it doesn't fit in there, which the capsule I used in the Okio AK-60, that will not fit in any handheld mic. It's too big. No grill will go over top of it and then therefore screw over top of it. Also what she said, but it, it just won't work. So in my opinion, those size of capsules are meant for a long broadcast like body. And, and that's just my take on it. That's my take on a broadcast dynamic microphone, a capsule that's too big to fit inside of a handheld dynamic microphone. So if anyone knows anything more about that or wants to dispel what I said or just give me some more information or more facts, definitely feel free to because it is kind of a, uh, a hotly debated topic in podcasting circles and YouTube audio gear channel circles as well. But let's do what we came to do. Talk about the CAD Podmaster Super D XLR microphone. And first off, there is also a USB version of this microphone. And I believe it is just the same as this, except, you know, it's got those internals. I don't like USB microphones. To me, they present more opportunity for noise Uh, you got to adjust the volume on a lot of them within your computer. And I don't like recording into a computer. I like using hardware recorders like the Zoom P4, Broadcaster Pro, so on and so forth. I don't really care to open up a DAW and record that way. For me, that's the editing process when I get to that. But this is an end address XLR microphone. Probably will never have the USB version on this channel because I just... It's 20 more dollars and I'd rather have this. This was 79 bucks. This is a 79 end address broadcast dynamic microphone. It's a really nice looking microphone as well with a lot of good weight to it. It is heavy. It's built in a very sturdy fashion. The grill is extremely difficult to bend or get any flex out of. This is a very well-built microphone. And it comes with a shock mount. Granted, it's one of those cheap ones. Uh, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I mean by the cheap ones. It's basically the same one that comes in all those, you know, BM800 kits or newer kits with the boom arm. It's a cheap shock mount, but they are effective and they do work. I don't love them. I don't like using them. It's a personal thing. I think they look like crap, but they do work. So it comes with one of those. It comes with a boom arm, sort of in the same fashion as the boom arms that come in the aforementioned Neewer and BM800 kits. It's a cheaper metal, but again, it works. It gets the job done. And for $79.99, to get this microphone, which I think sounds pretty good, this has got some great low end on it, and it is not very harsh up top. The mids aren't scooped. It's a pretty nice microphone. I But I think with some compression, which I will add to this microphone when I do it on obscure mics, if you want to hear that, on YouTube. I I think the compression alone will brighten this up to where it is very well balanced because in my opinion, you put that compression on there and it just brings out a little bit of high end and it kind of balances out something that's too bassy in the low end. And I think it's going to sound really good when I get it on obscure mics on YouTube. But even on the Zoom PodTrack P4, I already can hear the quality sound. Now, without listening to it, I would liken this to a better sounding Sontronics pod mic. I think that's what it was called. Pod pro pod mic. All these microphone companies are coming out with podcasting mics, even though everything can be a podcasting mic and they're naming it something with the word pod in it, which just is getting confusing. But at the same time, it's smart because it's angling towards all these new podcasters coming in and selling them this podcast specific microphone branding man it's 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 about making money i mean it, it's not about the cool name if they named it the cad x factor 01 it, you know podcasters would think it's it's for singing on the x factor i don't know anyways end address dynamic microphone Th- this is one hell of a package for 79.99 especially considering i can sell this shock mount get 10 bucks sell the boom arm get 20 bucks that's 30 dollars that I didn't even really have to spend, which puts the mic alone at forty nine ninety nine. I don't know about you, but I'd pay forty nine ninety nine for this all day long. Because right now, to me, the podcasting champion on a budget. Well, there's two of them: the Samsung Q2U, because it's got XLR and USB functionality. I don't care about the USB part, but it is a great microphone and it sounds really good. And the other one is the H&A AC-50 Dynamic Broadcast Microphone, $69.95. That's what I use on my current podcast setup. I have three of those at the podcasting table just based off price per performance. So is it the best mic I could use? No. Outfitting my podcast studio with three of them for roughly $210, that's a win. Three mics, 210 bucks that sound good? Total win. Now what I gotta figure out is should I outfit my podcast setup with three of these and sell the pieces and essentially come away with a hundred and fifty dollars setup with three mics at my podcast table. Does this sound better than the H and C fifty? You can check that out on my YouTube channel, Obscure Mics. Or does it not? So tonight I plan on recording this microphone side by side with the H and C fifty, because I think they're two very compelling options. I would, the Zoom ZDM1 is a good option too, but I think I, I like the H&A AC-50 more, so I've kind of thrown the Zoom out of the equation. But this this is a contender. This is absolutely a contender. The only knock I have on it is proximity effect. When you get right on top of it, it does get very boomy, and it does really pick up that low end when you're right on top of it. That's really the only complaint I have just really basic, But I don't close mouth my mics at all. So I personally won't have an issue with this. Now the plosives are not great either. This thing is very susceptible to plosives. Peter Piper picked a patch of pickled pineapple pizza. Peter Piper picked a patch of pickled pineapple pizza. But again, I try to use the right mic technique and have it pointed at the corner of my mouth. And typically I can get away with that without a windscreen or pop filter. This mic in particular, though, I am going to say I would need a pop filter. The H&A AC50, I do not. I throw a windscreen on, and I'm good. This, I don't know if a windscreen's going to stop the plosives quite like they should because this is very susceptible. So there's a downfall. Is That's the biggest one to me is the plosive rejection. Let's go ahead. The off-axis rejection, on the other hand, you're getting ready to hear that. Sounds pretty good. Let's go ahead and turn the mic 90 degrees talking into the microphone at 90 degrees and I'm gonna turn it 180 degrees. This is what it sounds like at 180 degrees. And then I'm gonna spin it back around to the front of my mouth. And I I it definitely does well with off axis noise rejection. It is also a super cardioid pickup pattern. So if I go off to the side at all, I lose a ton until I get really, really right on top and right in front of this thing. But Man, let me tell you, this microphone is actually just kind of a revelation at $79.99. Yeah, there's other microphones that are going to sound as good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you get this whole package: boom arm, shock mount, microphone, windscreen. You know, seventy nine ninety nine from a good company, not from a Niwer or a Zingyu, but from Cad. CAD is a very solid microphone company, and this is a very solid purchase from them. So man, I just wish I had a little little more to uh to stop those plosives, because even talking into the side, if any air gets out of my mouth into the tip of this thing, that's what she said, it's gonna cause a plosive. So that is unfortunate, but you know, we deal with, we, we, we deal with it. You know, a lot of people have no problem with windscreens and pop filters and all that stuff. I personally would love to have just the straight look of the microphone on camera. I don't really care to have the other things involved, but I will if I must, especially at this price. And if it sounds good, so there you go. CAD pod, master, super D what a fucking stupid name. My God, what a name, but It's not about the name. It's about the looks. Feel free to come watch this one on obscure mics should be out in the next day or two. Thanks for listening again to hear the gear. This is a good one. This mic has my total approval, even though I haven't quite EQ'd it yet to see what I could get out of it. It's still very nice. Great price. I can't hate on it. Good mic. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time on hear the gear. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hear the Gear with Bart.